Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chumbacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello and welcome to uh, another video games to the max. I am your host, Sean Garmer. With me here is Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. This is episode 147 of the show. And you know what? This is January, so, you know, kind of slow things going on in video games. Pretty much everybody's doing their, like, all oh, best of 2016 stuff. Which we are doing that as well, and you already heard us talk about our game of the year in the previous show that we did. Um, if you haven't checked that out, you know, go check out the uh, episode 146 where uh, Mark, Daniel, and I debate about the, the top 25. Um, so the good thing, I mean, the the good thing is you kind of get a little respite from whatever 2016 was. Uh, the bad thing is it's kind of slow as far as games coming out right now um they start picking up a little bit next week and then really it's all about the end of the month when you get uh, the bigger games coming out we do have we both are playing the same game that we're reviewing for different places but it's the same game um technically we're not allowed to talk about a whole i think as long as we don't spoil story stuff we're allowed to talk about it um so we'll get into that in a little bit, uh, but uh, I mean, Mark, how's how's things been going? Anything from the Christmas or the New Year or anything? I bought a bunch of uh, uh, games, kind of. I spent some money on Marvel Heroes, and I bought Mirror's Edge, which I'm getting tomorrow. Oh, you're so excited about that one? I feel like that's one of those games that like. It came out, and then nobody talked about it. Uh, I probably won't play it for a while. Um, I'm pretty busy with two other big games right now. Um, so that'll be, like, down the way for a bit. Uh, I played a little of The Witness. I really didn't like it. I exceptionally did not like it. I got a refund in twenty in about a half hour after I played it. Damn. Uh, it, it's all, like... I mean, it's puzzles, which I generally like, but it's all very basic, 
puzzles, and you're just using, like, guiding, like, a ball. The only puzzle I saw was, like, guiding, like, a ball around, or, like, various, um, like, tunnels. So. Yeah, that doesn't sound very exciting. I feel like the people that really got into that game got into, like, the how pretty it is, and all this other you know, uh, like, oh, it looks great, and the puzzles are all kind of, you know, I don't know, I feel like they were talking more about the aesthetic, and like, oh, I guess the puzzles are cool, and what you're doing, and I don't know. Yeah. I never felt like you're really talking about the game itself. Yeah, and it's all about, like, exploring new, exploring new um, areas of the island, but I can never, like, it's just about figuring out where the cables go to unlock the new like area, so like, eh, I'm, I'm done. I'll go back to the Talos Principle if I want something good. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy 15. Yes, you, um, I have beaten Final Fantasy 15. You are playing it. I mean, well, how are you, how are you liking it? Well, the good sto- one of the good stories is you beat it at like level fifty eight, I think. That's what you told me. Yes. I I'm currently level sixty three, and I'm still in chapter eight. Damn. Well, I mean, you you can do those kind of things. There's no rule that says you have to beat it at this level or whatever. That's what's cool about the game is you can decide how you want to progress to the story. Uh. I play. I'm playing that game like an Assassin's Creed game, which is I'm doing trying to do all the side content I can first uh, until I'm forced to do the story. Yeah, I mean that's a smart thing to do because then you're because you're basically just going to get inundated with story really fast. I uh, want you get yeah. past chapter eight. So yeah, I, I've heard chapter eight is kind of the breakoff point. Uh, and I also told you how I exploited the uh, experience system like crazy. Yep, that is available to you. Uh, which I think, I mean, they kind of encourage you to do anyway. If you figure out that if you go to a hotel, you get like a tons more experience than camping. Yeah. Uh, especially a certain hotel. <laughs> so. Yeah, one of the, like the, I think it's called the Golden K or Key or something. It gives you double experience. Mm-hmm. And I roll, I roll in there with like every character has over a hundred thousand experience on them. I I rest, and then they get two hundred thousand. So yeah, the first time I did that, I jumped from level twenty nine to like level forty two. Damn. And the second time was like level forty nine to like fifty eight or something, or like fifty seven. And I did an incredibly hard dungeon a few days ago. Um, Clockwork Tower, or something like that. Hmm. Uh, oh, Castle Mark Tower. Yeah, Castle. Oh, Castle Mark Tower. Yeah, that place sucked for my level fifty-three ass. When the like main dun- boss is level fifty-eight. Yeah, usually like, I think you can be like a a level under or something like that, but. A lot of times. Uh, uh, and also that dungeon glitched out on me a few different times. 
one time I got stuck behind a wall and then I fell to the ground. I showed you that fun video. Oh yeah, God, that's crazy. And another time, you're supposed to face these like red giants if you go down the wrong tunnels. Uh, I went down the wrong tunnel, uh, and the red giants spawned, but instead of fighting them, I just went down like a hallway that wasn't supposed to really be there, and I waited a half hour until the summon button appeared, and I killed them all in one hit. Nah. Nice. I love how that summon button just shows up randomly a well, lot of times. The one summon to the, the, the lightning guy, it's like based on like how, much, how long you survived the battle. Right. And you faced those red giants before, right? Like once or twice? Oh, God, yeah. You know how they have that gravity bomb thing, or like the gravity... It like sucks you into them? Yeah. I was facing three of them at once. And one of them got stuck doing that. Constantly. <sighs> Trying to play this hot potato with your uh, your thing so we don't hear... I guess that's your computer in the background. It's, it's hilarious. Uh... <laughs> it's not like... It's not even like an outdoor... Like, you know, like an external fan. It's just my internal one. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, like it got... It got loud all of a sudden again. So... Can you hear me now? I, I can hear you. Uh, I mean, I guess people are just going to have to deal with your your fan. Uh, here, I'll try to lower the, um, I guess, the volume back to whatever it was on my studio here. But Oh, well, it's funny. I'm using a headset, and Skype decided not to use it. Oh, well, that helps. Yeah, now you sound better. Yay, technical issues resolved. Uh, you know... It's, uh, it, yeah, I think you're doing it the smart way. I kind of was, uh, I'm still in the process of, like, writing the reviews, so I kind of had to do the whole, I need to eventually get going on this, let's just yeah. finish the story thing. I probably would have, because what I like about it is that the, I love the world that it's set in, so you kind of don't want to just sit there and trudge through everything. Because once you do get past level eight, I mean that the city that you're in at level nine is, or not level nine, no, uh, uh, chapter nine, is is kind of cool. I wish actually there was more of that city, but once you get past that, it's just like the game changes because it feels like they just ran out of time and they had to lead you to finishing the game. I wonder what would have happened if they would have had. I mean, they had 10 years to do this, but if they would have had more time to flesh all that out in the back end so it doesn't feel like you're just running through a a, a race to finish the game. But uh, Yeah, that probably would have helped a lot. Um, the interesting thing for me is I actually think it's probably the best numbered Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I find, like, that is very divisive. Oh, certainly. Yeah, because a lot of people don't even like to think of it as an actual Final Fantasy game because of the way oh, it is. And Yeah. Also, on the opposite, I could not give one goddamn about the story. Like, the characters are okay-ish. I hate all their names. 
<laughs> but like the city of insomnia, I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, really? It never this, sleeps. This is this is what you came up with. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's just the gameplay that does it for me. Like it is, it, it is a lot like a Monster Hunter game. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind that. I mean, in this respect, because you're not trying to like all the monsters are in one location, which is nice. Or you know, one you just go to an area and there they are. You don't have to like hunt around for them. And well, now they're now they're in section four. Now they're in section seven. You can go go over there and you know do it. Yeah, you just go on your hunt, and they appear if you're in the right circumstances or whatever, and there you go. You don't have to, like you said, you don't have to play this game of, well, they moved because you went over here and did this and whatever. I mean, that's cool in a hunting game because it makes you feel like you're really hunting them, but, you know, it, it makes it really easy for the hunts to get this done and everything, and. I like the quest. I mean, I didn't have a problem with any. I like. I enjoyed all the quest lines that you can do. I mean, I just really liked traveling. Yeah, the thing with the car eventually becomes like you're basically just on autopilot with that thing. But it's more about enjoying that kind of car ride and them talking to each other and listening to the old Final Fantasy music and all that stuff than it is about oh I get to drive this. Audi looking car around. That's really not what it's about at the, at the end of the day. So, you know, and and I think the story thing kind of gets shit on a whole lot because people wanted to have the whole grandiose story and yeah, you get stuff if you watch the movie and if you watch the anime and all that, but it's really about him and his friends and just being on this this car ride where he's about to get married and you're sort of your story leading up to that. It's, you know, I, I liked, I like all the characters for once in a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> well, you didn't like Cloud? <laughs> well, I mean, I meant like all the support characters and, and all Go that fuck. included. Go fuck yourself, Squall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, I, just enjoy the side content. Like I'm, that's why I'm still digging around like as much as I can. Uh, yeah, the other game we're playing, we're both playing that you mentioned, alluded to earlier was Yakuza uh, Zero. Yeah, I mean you're farther in it than I am. Uh, yeah, I mean from a gameplay perspective, I, I actually do like it. I never played a Yakuza game before. Uh, it has some pretty good fighting elements to it. And side content, some of it's not explained well. Um, neither is some of like the missions you have to do, like to go to a place. It's like, well, normally there's a mission marker. Now there's not. What happened to it? Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I haven't gotten to that part yet where that happens to me, but that seems really, really annoying. Well, funny is I asked another friend of mine who's also reviewing the game, I'm like, where are you? Like, because it's divided into chapters and I was like, where right, are yeah. And he's like, chapter two, and the same chapter I was in. And then he got to me like a day late so that's why I already figured it out. But I was like, wait a minute. This game's already finished in, in Japan. Like, it's already been released. Go to YouTube. 
go to a video walkthrough. I'm like, okay, that's where I need to go. <laughs> that's but, easy. <laughs> the game told me that. But, yeah, I like the characters. I mean, I don't think to go into, like, in depth about that, but the characters are good. The story seems fine or interesting. Maybe a little long-winded, but that's just me. Have, yeah, they do talk a lot. Having a 20-minute conversation in, in Japanese, like, that's all, I, that feels like a soap opera, almost. Like, all right. I, I think that's, I mean, does uh, Grand Theft Auto do that? Because that's, obviously, if you never played the Yakuza game, this is sort of emulating that. So, did do you have, like, long set pieces like that in Grand Theft I don't play, really play GTA games, so... Yes, but there's two things. First of all, it's in English, so that does help. I mean, at least for this. Right, time. you can do something else and listen to the, you know. Uh, and second, they're not as long. Like the long, I would say the longest scene in like a GTA, like GTA Five, is probably like five minutes. If that, I mean, there's also like action beats happening as well. Like it'll be talking for two minutes, action set piece, talking for two more minutes, or three more minutes another action set piece, stuff like that. So it's, like, cut up. And this is, like, 20 minutes of just straight talking. So, like, I get it. I mean, it's fine, but... Yeah, it can drag, you know. But I, I like really like the fighting in the game. I think that's really fun. And you unlock a, different, a lot of different styles, which are good, and... The multiple, the different characters play differently, which is interesting. So, like, one character, uh, he has basically called, like, Bear Style. And he's, like, the, it's like a heavy fighter, but if he's near an object, he'll automatically pick it up and start beating people to death with it. Which is cool. And the other character you play as, he doesn't have Bear Style, he has Metal Bat Style, where you switch to it and you pull out a bat and start beating people to death with it. It's like, yes. I like both of these characters now. <laughs> I am interested. Yeah, I mean... And it also has the best bowling I've ever seen in the game. Well, I haven't gotten to that point. I've only done the karaoke. Uh, which, That's that was fun. Uh, it took me a little bit to figure out the pressing the buttons in a certain time because they're all, like, so close to each other. But once I figured out it was fun, and I I liked the whole, like, what they uh, have you do aside from just, you know, acting like he's singing, which that's cool. I'm trying not to uh, give away anything here because I don't want to get in trouble. But uh, it's like they have really specific things in the embargo that we cannot mention. I didn't didn't I didn't get that, so I can talk with everyone else. <laughs> um, the one thing I'll say, well, I was going to say, wait till you get to the disco minigame, because that's, that's good stuff. <laughs> can already it, imagine. It's weird, to, it, it's weird to play initially, but once you get the hang of it, it's like, wow. There's like a, there's like a button for like ultra disco mode, and it, it just goes crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, but so far, you know, so far, um, the game is good. If you like Yakuza games, seems like it's another Yakuza game. Uh, I will so. say this actually makes 
be interested to try the new one. Like Yakuza Six is coming out. Like I'll probably right. hopefully get that. Because I'll be curious to see what they did, what they change. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'm a bit curious to see what they what they add in there too. Uh, they this game actually comes out on the 24th, uh, which is the same day that you know Resident Evil 7 comes out, and quite a few uh, other games also come out on the 24th. So seems like uh, you know hot button date for the start of the video game season there for this. Uh, anything else as far as playing something? Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Okay. Yeah. Uh. And it's Turok. And I <laughs> shot a few dinosaurs in the head with a, with a big assault rifle. And that was fun. Awesome. Uh, I'm also reviewing Halo Wars Definitive Edition, which, uh, it's, from what I remember of Halo Wars on 360, it's pretty much, it's the same game, just it looks nicer, and things are more fluid, obviously. Uh, so if you played Halo Wars on Xbox 360, if you actually pre-order Halo Wars 2, you can get the game, you can get early access to the game uh, right now. So, uh, you know, there's something for you if you are interested in Halo Wars 2 or a big fan of the Halo Wars franchise, you can definitely uh, check it out. I mean, it has very a lot of your traditional sort of StarCraft elements. Any of the RTS where you build a base and do stuff and whatever if you never played it. So, I mean, there's levels where you don't build a base at all. You just go through and and kill things and there's then there's battle. There's levels where you you're, you have to build a base because if not, you're going to die. Uh, so, it, very interesting, sort of, I'm glad that it has varying levels, it's not all the same, uh, but I'm enjoying it, uh, so far from what I've played, I probably should, uh, have that review out there soon, and, uh, Did they keep the all units button? Yes, they kept the all units button, yes. And it's game of the year. <laughs> Which is, uh, the LB, or le- the left, uh. Yeah, the left button, not the yeah. trigger, the button. Uh, so, if it's, it does make it. Yeah, they sh- they should have added some other button where you can. I think they do, and I'm just not from like it's so much easier just to hit the all units button than it is to hit the like units in this certain area button and get them them to only move by themselves. So I, I just wish that was kind of better fleshed out, I guess. Once you get, if you ever get a good gaming PC, there are a few RTSs I need to introduce you to. Uh, we'll have to uh, see about that. I saw that Samsung is making their own, uh, like, gaming laptop or something. Uh, I, I don't know if I can pay $1,500 for another PC again for a long time, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. Whatever it is, it's not as stupid as that Razer laptop at CES. Oh god, that looks bad. Yeah. Uh, screen breaks. <laughs> well, yeah, have to see uh, how that goes. But uh, I mean, before we get into talking about games that were, well, this is a game that almost everybody is anticipating. Maybe not me because I've tried to play 
Mass Effect 1, I don't know how many times, and I keep falling off and not getting past, like, I think, like, very early in the game. It's not because I think Mass Effect 1 is, you know, bad or whatever. Like, the people that say, okay, I can't get past Mass Effect 1 because of this, it's just, mainly it's because my it, attention it, goes somewhere else, but... Matt, well, the problem is Mass Effect 1 is not aged one the slightest. Right. It it feels like an old game, or it feels like a pretty, like, last-generation type of game. Mm-hmm. So, and it's also very ponderous initially, and very large. Yes. And uh, that, I mean, I I like Mass Effect 1 to an extent, but Mass Effect 2 certainly tightens things up quite a bit. Yeah, I definitely felt like there was times where I'm just going around places and I'm like, uh, what am I supposed to be doing? (laughs) If you compare, like, the Mass Effect 1 Citadel to, like, the Mass Effect 2 one, it's like, the 1 and 2 is, like, half the size. Oh, really? Yeah. And it doesn't have, like, like, those huge, like, walk, like, hallways and, like, transportation system. It's like, because it doesn't really need it that much. There's only, like, four areas and two. Nice. Um, so, I mean, uh, speaking of, if they, they did have the release date for Mass Effect Andromeda, which is going to be March 21st. Will it actually come out on March 21st is the question. Uh, I think it will because they already announced it. Um, Bioware doesn't typically delay games. Uh, that they go like, okay, it's going to be out now. But they've just shown nothing of that game so far. Like, they've shown some gameplay, but nothing of the story. And that is just weird. If it's supposed to be out in less than three months now, it's like, what's what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> is it just going to be like a team-based shooter now? Like, no story? Or, you know, what are you doing? I think they did say something about uh, they were going to show some gameplay at an event in a couple of weeks or something like that. So yeah, but it's still this gameplay. I just want to know like nuts and bolts of the like who are you? Like your characters into I think Ryder, and that's about it. Like the last game, like the Mass Effect Three, they were like. These are your shipmates. Like, they were showing trailers for those guys, like, months in advance. Like, especially James Vega. I'm like, because he was supposed to be, like, a great, like, great standout character of that game. Yeah. And I, they've shown, I think, a few party members of this game. I don't know who they are, like, name-wise, or even, like, what they do. And the most important question of all they have not answered is, is Seth Green going to be back in it? <laughs> I mean, but, like, are you, from what we have seen, are you kind of interested or just... Well, I'll probably review it one way or the other. So, yeah. And I am a fan of that franchise. Like, I played all three games multiple times, so... Well, uh, talking about, I guess, games that we're looking forward to that are coming out this year, I mean, what are some of the ones that you're 
sort of like, yeah, I really want to play this. I'm really interested in this. Uh, the biggest one is Persona 5, like I said, 5 to 4. Um, I'm looking forward to Tales of Berseria. That's coming out soon. Like, mm-hmm. two or three weeks soon. Right. Uh, Red Dead 2 might be good. Or 3, really. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, if it doesn't get delayed again. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, you never know, really. Yeah, exactly. Same with Cuphead. I mean, that's that still has no like official release date, and that's very scary. Um, yeah, I'm sure, like, maybe that Spider-Man game, if that comes out this year, I doubt it, but it'd be nice. Because I want a, new, want a good, like, superhero game. Um, yeah, you? I mean, for me... Uh, I think, you know, Kingdom Hearts uh, 2.8 coming out at the end of that. Like, there's a bunch of games coming out January 24th. Like, Tales of Berseria, Yakuza 0, Resident Evil 7, Kingdom Hearts, the 2.8, uh, Gravity Rush 2 and Dragon Quest 8 come out a little bit earlier in that month. Like, a, like a couple days before then. Uh, so... I mean, it's it's uh, crazy how like they just decided to put all of those um, right there at the end. You got the Hitman like collection coming at the oh, end of that yeah. month, and uh, oh, the new Digimon games coming out at the end of the month too. So I'm kind of looking forward to that too. Uh, For Honored, if that actually comes out on Valentine's Day, I've sort of been really interested in that game. Of course, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, Near Automata, which I'm playing the demo of and I'm sort of enjoying. Uh, let's see what else is on the uh, on the horizon. Of course, Persona 5. I think everybody in there, everybody is really looking forward to that game. On obviously, uh, you get. Uh, so I've, I mean, then you got so many of these. Like, who knows if all these games are gonna come out? Like. I wouldn't. I would assume Red Dead Redemption 2 will come out because Rockstar's not going to just announce a game, announce a release window, and then just say, "Oh, we're going to have it not come out this year." A uh, South Park as well, the Fractured Butthole should be awesome. So, that's some cert- certainly games to look forward to here for the first you half of this. We can't forget about the biggest game though, Shenmue 3. Yeah, Shenmue 3, and there's now reports officially of Shenmue HD Remaster, at least the first game, gonna be made. So, hey, there's that, right? Are you, uh, you think that they'll improve the game at all? Shenmue fans are bad people. (laughs) Shenmue fans are bad people. Uh... No, because 
think Shenmue 3 is going to be a rude awakening for everyone. Like, all the fans especially. Because they're going to expect this big, huge open world, you know, and they don't know how to budget for it. Yeah. Uh, unless it's going to look like a Dreamcast game, in which case I'm all for it. But I don't think that'll play too well. It'd be hysterical, though. Hey, maybe it'll uh, surpass your expectations. Well, I I have none, so... (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, like, Zelda should be good, and Justice 2 should be good. Pray. You you hope so. I mean, uh, hey, you got this... uh, You got this... uh, Nintendo Switch event coming up here, so it's it's maybe quite possible that we get uh, some good news out of that. It'll and... be a hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't think they'll go that low, but I've been hearing the like two hundred dollars the base. The being thrown around, you know, two fifty. That's a lot less than I thought it was going to go for. So, if it goes for that, then uh, sign me up because I'll pay that much to play a Nintendo game. You know, I'm not not going to complain about that at all. Uh, so, I mean, look, there's honestly not a whole lot of uh, news to really discuss here. There's a few things uh, outside of the Mass Effect, uh, you know, announcement. But, uh, you know, as it is Diablo's 20th year anniversary uh, this year. Um, of course, um, some stuff happening in some of the other games, as uh, Blizzard is apt to do, where they put some trinkets in, in each one of their games. I mean, you uh, looking forward to any of this here? I already did the WoW stuff. You get You have to face a treasure goblin, and then you can go to the cow level. So that's okay. Uh, I'll probably do the, the Diablo 3 stuff also, because you go to, like, old Tristram, and I think you face a boss or two, and Butcher. And there's, like, a whole filter to, like, make it look old again, which is kind of cool. But all about, like, the Heroes of the... or Hearthstone, or Heroes of the Storm stuff, you could give a crap about you can uh, you can go do the Overwatch level or whatever they're gonna do in WoW. That's assuming ahead Overwatch. No, I mean they're going to do an Overwatch like themed thing inside of WoW. It's called like the Ogre Watch or oh I don't know that something uh, of that nature. I'm like you better shot. Yeah, I know you weren't the biggest fan of uh, what call it of. I did. I did see another game reviewer. He fired up TF2 today and is like, he basically said the same thing I was. He was like, "How is a game that is?" He said, "Overwatch feels remarkably similar to the decade-old Team Fortress 2." And I was like, "Yep." <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, it's the that's what Blizzard does, right? They just take something that was already made and they just try to make it better so 
I mean, I guess that that's what happened for people, like people that maybe didn't play Team Fortress 2, and they go, all right, let's uh, go with this. Uh, it's a valid point, except Team Fortress is free now, so get off yeah. that game. That is true. <laughs> it's free, and yeah, you don't have to pay... Uh, big money for, for, you know, like you do for uh, all that. So, I think the other only, like, totally, I guess, sort of big news item is the uh, writer of Tomb Ra- one of the writers of Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, Rihanna Pratchett, decided to leave Crystal Dynamics. Um to, to go do something else. I mean, normally, we kind of point this in a negative light or whatever, but as we've seen with, you know, Amy Henning leaving, it didn't really hurt Uncharted too much. I wonder if it's going to do the same for Tomb Raider here. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I didn't like the writing in the first game, which you did. I think the writing in the second one is better, but it still wasn't, like, like it was it was serviceable let's say that but it wasn't like a driving point really in the game i thought that's like the main plot was boring but the sur- like the flavor text was all really interesting that's kind of my view on the subject yeah i mean i liked uh, tomb raider one i still haven't sat there and played through rise of tomb raider yet um I, yeah i can agree with you on the didn't think that the writing was all that great, but you know, uh, it was fine. I mean, for an action game, it was better than most. I mean, they at least tried. So that counts for something, you know. (laughs) Uh, I don't think this is going to be like the total end all thing. Sometimes you need that kind of kick in the pants of having a new person at the helm and having fresh ideas brought into it or whatever, it can wind up being a good thing for the, you know, shadow of the Tomb Raider or whatever they're going to call the the third game. So I'm going to look at it positively and say that, you know, well, we don't need to be having the skies falling with the, the Tomb Raider franchise right now oh, or anything. Because those games are on an upswing, really, so... Unless you're Square, and you think that they need to be selling some kind of ridiculous... Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy 15 won't even hit, probably. <laughs> no, probably not. I mean, they just announced, I think, that uh, Uncharted sold like 8.7 million copies last year. I mean, That's I think they lot. said something about... Wasn't it like Final Fantasy 15, they had to sell like 10 million? Yeah. Yeah, they're not doing that. Uh, so there have been games that have been removed from both Steam and then uh, PSN and Xbox Live. If for some reason you are playing the TMNT Mutants in Manhattan game, uh... Stop now. Yeah, stop now, for one. And number two, if you wanted to buy that game, you're out of luck. That is no longer on the marketplace. And both of the Amazing Spider-Man games are also not. They've been delisted. Uh, that kind of seems to be the normal thing with these Activision and anything Marvel licensed at this point. 
uh, Grid One, Dirt Three, and F1 2013. All the all racing games have been removed from Steam. So, if you were interested in any of those games, you're now out of luck for that on Steam at least. Well, what's funny is, literally two weeks before this happened, maybe even only one week, Humble was giving away Grid One for free, like a Steam code for it. Uh. And those are all active still. Like, so it's like, huh, this is an interesting timing. And I think it was last year they gave away Dirt Three for free. Nice. I think I have both Dirt Three and I have Grid Two for free as part of some kind of either Gains for Gold or PS Plus at some point from last year. So I would yeah. say the shame, kind of. But I really just want them to get Dirt 2 back on Steam, because that's a great game. That's the best Dirt game. Why are they taking them off of... Well, for those ones, uh, the theory is like li- like licensed music. Oh, okay. And for, like you said, for like TMNT and Spider-Man, it's probably like the license deal ran out for like the right. characters or the property, but... Uh, yeah, I'm not... I mean, Grid 1's okay, and Dirt 3 is passable, but that's about it. I, I kind of enjoy parts of the Spider-Man games, but they weren't good. I agree, yeah. Especially I had to Spider-Man. review one of them. They were okay, but they weren't, you know. Spider-Man 2 had two problems that I remember. One was anything having to do with fire rescue that sucked ass, because the camera was terrible. And the second was, you had different costumes, and they had different abilities, but they leveled up separately. No good. Nope. No, no good at all. Because <laughs> there were like 20 Spider-Man outfits in that game. But it's like, why am I going to change from like this level 9 costume to level 1 costume? You're not. <laughs> yeah. Unless you just really like that game enough that you want to level up again. Unless you really want to be the Scarlet Spider, you're going to stick with the original costume. No. I never yeah. understand that either. Like the one, There's a bunch of games that do that. Like, oh, you're going to give me this thing. Oh, but it goes back to level one. It's like, I don't want to go back to level one. I don't like, I don't mind it to an extent if it's like... If it gave you at least like half the experience for it. Like, if you had like a level 10 costume and you switch to a different one, it should be, like, level 5. Right. That's, that's like, a, a, a cut-off point. But, if, yeah, just, just go back to level 1, it's like, well, go rescue a 1,000 more citizens or stop, you know, 10,000 more crimes, and this will be up to your original costume. It's like... Like, no, I don't want to do that either. Or I could download Cheat Engine and get infinite experience and go from there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there are some games that do that, but because the, like, level of whatever it is doesn't matter, and that's fine, but uh, it's just, it's annoying when you you gotta go uh, through this. Uh, You do have uh, Forza Horizon 3 having a PC glitch where it, instead of, there was supposed to be a patch that was supposed to, you know, alleviate some problems, well, it actually gave you problems, you got save game problems, and then you actually got a developmental build of Forza Horizon 3 with DLC cars that were not announced for the game. 
by the way, that PC glitch was 55 gigabytes. Jeez. Cause it was a whole game, the whole like development and build, and yeah, oops. <laughs> yeah, oops is is right. Like, okay. I met, like you and I are both on unlimited data caps now, but imagine if we weren't. And we oh, like just God. came home and found it was like, well, I'm I'm 54 gigabytes into this 55 gigabyte update. <laughs> it's like. Oh, well, thanks. I'm going to call Microsoft now and get some money from them to pay my cable bill. <laughs> yep, exactly, because uh, Comcast is going to be coming knocking pretty soon about how I'm almost over at my data cap, which this is getting ridiculous with the data cap thing. <laughs> uh, well, that's what a monopoly will do for you. <laughs> I hate that crap, man. It's just... It's so ridiculous, like, it makes it so hard to, like, for what we do, where we have to use our systems, and especially if you cut the cord, like, basically you have to, because you're going to eventually run up the the using data all the time, so, ugh, it's such a pain in the ass. Uh, so, I think... That's sort of everything. Oh, well, Ariana Grande is going to be in Final Fantasy Brave Exodus, which is a mobile game. Uh, it's one of those, like, they have, like, two or three of these Final Fantasy mobile games that... They're all terrible. Yeah, they're all just whatever. Um, she's going to be DW, and she's going to have bunny ears, which is modeled after one of her CD covers. Um, so, and it actually kind of looks like her as well in the, uh, sort of bit-sized, uh, version of her anyway, which, I guess that's cool if you're Ariana Grande, but, you know, her music is fine. (laughs) If her character is called DW, it should be Darkwing Duck instead. Right? Damn right. It should be. Uh, too bad you couldn't. Are you interested in that, uh, new DuckTales show? Yeah, I love DuckTales, so why not? Did you uh, see, like, using the voice cast? No. Uh, Danny Pewdie is, like, I think Louie or Huey or one of the tw- one of the triplets. Um, the big one, though, is David Tennant is Scrooge McDuck. Oh, awesome. Sign me well, up already. They had a video of everyone singing the theme song, and, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. So glad that I have that to look forward to now. Uh, speaking of uh, British things, uh, you know, David Tennant used to be on this show uh, for quite a long time uh, playing Doctor Who. There was a Doctor Who, the only Doctor Who we were going to get in 2016, the Christmas special. Uh, that aired. Um, the Return of Doctor Mysterio, or... I think that was the name of the actual uh, episode. Very, uh, basically spoofed Superman. And also sort of a sequel to the River Song Christmas special from the year before. Uh, what did you think? I kind of, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was anything, you know, groundbreaking. I, liked, I guess I liked it a little more than you did. I really liked Justin Chatwin. Like, I thought actually he did a really good job. Um, and sort of the girl for what it mattered. I mean, 
it's probably more of a little thankless role, but she did fine. Um, the villains were stupid. But, uh, yeah, the villains were stupid, yeah. I agree. Uh, I like Nardal, too. Apparently Nardal is, like, wowing everybody, so he's going to have a big role for next season. That, they just had a trailer for the next season, he's, like, way in it, so I don't know yeah. how he's going to be, like, another new companion, but it's like, all right. Uh, yeah, it was good, I thought, you know. Yeah, I like Justin Chatwin, too. I'm not a big Superman person. But I could immediately tell that basically that's what they were doing was like sort of a spoof on. They even called out like Siegel and Schuster at one point. I'm like, all right. Okay. Little <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. So it's like you know, he's nanny by day, and I did like the how they set it up where Doctor Who is the one that sort of gives him the powers when he's a kid. Yeah. It, was... It'd actually be interesting if that character comes back, because, like, if he's going to be, like, another immortal character, because why not? Superman is essentially also, like... Right, exactly. I think mean, that'd actually be kind of cool, but I doubt it. It's probably just, like, a throwaway, like, one-episode thing. Yeah, that's what it felt like, honestly. I mean, I agree with you. I think the girl did pretty well as well, uh, you know, uh, Charity Wakefield, but... Yeah, I, I enjoyed the episode. It was fun to get to, you know, have uh, Doctor Who back again and have uh, have all that involved again. It was kind of sad to have them mention River Song at the end, but you know, uh, for the, it was it was a fun episode. It didn't feel like. A crit, like that big Christmas episode to me, it felt kind of like a okay. Was, this is something that kind of happens in the middle of the season episode, but yeah, it was slightly fillerish, but still. I mean, it was a have, go on. nice way to spend an hour. I was gonna say they needed to have Justin Chatwin do a spirit bomb or Kamehameha though. <laughs> go back to his Dragon Ball Evolution roots. Exactly. Oh my God. Now I remember where I saw him from. Jeez. After whenever I saw that stupid name in the theater. Wow. Yeah. And it was so weird because I've never been a big Dragon Ball fan, but I was like, oh, let's go see this movie. Why? What's, what's, what's worse, that one or the last Airbender movie? I've actually never watched the last Airbender movie, so. Okay. I have that... no idea. I, I know that I haven't seen it, but I know that's something special. Because you you, at least Dragon Ball Evolution, uh, it attempted to kind of stay close to some of the canon, and it wasn't directed by like a total jackass. Airbender? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what's weird. It's like the last anime was actually a really good anime. Yeah. Just they yeah, the and, movie did and no justice. They gave it to M. Night Shyamalan. <sighs> why? Just why? I can't say anything. I think his last movie was actually pretty good. Just, you know, that movie. I think I think that was the one that started the whole downtrend for him, right? Or that was in his... Oh, God, no. He was, like, way fallen by that point. So it was kind of like the whole, why would you give him 
yeah. another movie at this point, Trent. <laughs> Are you interested in the... I'm sort of interested in that uh, that taboo show that they keep showing for FX. Are you uh, interested in that at all? Oh, uh, it might be okay. The Tom Hardy thing? Yes, Tom Hardy thing. Maybe. I'd, I'd probably be more interested in... Uh, was he in like another show? Yeah, oh, I can't ever write this minute, but... Uh, I might be thinking of, like, Peaky Blinders. I'm not quite sure. But, yeah, might be okay. <sighs> so, I... Yeah, it is, it is Peaky Blinders. He is in that. Oh, okay. That's what I was, like, sitting there thinking about where he was... He was from here. So, let, looking at what comes out... Uh, I thought nothing. <laughs> I don't know about Within you. the next... Before then this next week here, you have, uh, I think, Hatsune Miku Project Diva Future Tone for the PS4, uh, Super Death Arena, Acorn Assault, I'm not kidding, Rodent Revolution for Xbox One and PC, Rise and Shine, which I think is supposed to be one of the, the first like indie games that we're supposed to be paying attention to uh, for Xbox One. Uh, Silvio, Rage Against the Zombies, and Fate Extella, the Umbral Star, which is, I think is the next uh, Fate game or whatever, and that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Mega Battle coming out on the 17th. Are you interested in that? Are you? No, because the last uh, good Power Rangers game was in the SNES. <laughs> Very true. But it kind of looks like the SNES games, though. Yeah, but then you could, I, they said the same thing about that Super Legends uh, game on the PS2, and that was garbage on every single level. Never got the play, so take your word for it on there. But, uh, alright, I guess that kind of does it for us here uh, on this short week. We'll be back. Uh, with a uh, Nintendo press event reaction show, which I don't know why. I mean, obviously, all us all about Japan at this point, but uh, they it's not going to air until 11 p.m. Eastern, uh, so really late at night for us uh, over here on the East Coast, the Pacific people, you know, where all the gaming stuff goes. Uh, they don't have to. They're going to have to be in the office at night, which is weird. But, yeah, 11 p.m. Eastern is when you'll get to watch that Nintendo Switch event on January 12th. We'll be doing a reaction podcast whenever that ends. And then, yeah, uh, that'll be the next time you hear from us. Uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to that WTM Network. Uh, next week we'll be having an article out each day with uh, five games to make up the top 25 uh, with blurbs and whatnot else of our top 25 games of 2016, and then we'll be firmly headed into 2017 with hopefully we can start writing some news and whatnot on on the site as well. So, all right, everybody, until next week for that uh, Switch reaction show. We'll see you then. Later. Later.
The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.